Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here. Happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's week has been absolutely magical. Um, I have a guest today who I am so excited about. It's Natalie McNeil from She Takes On The World. As soon as I heard about her, I was like, oh my God, She Takes On The World. This is, she's got to be part of my tribe. And um, I'm so glad that I looked into her and and I'm going to read her bio in a second. First, I'm going to do my normal jelly bean update. So last time I went to court, I was a little bit shocked because I learned once again that I allegedly hadn't done a home study, um, which is the craziest thing in the whole world. And for those just joining me for the first time, I'm talking about my foster daughter who I'm hoping to adopt. I got her at three days old uh, in November. And um, basically, in order to get a child placed in your home, you have to have a home study done. So two hearings ago, the case was continued because things weren't properly filed by the county, but also because a, a little bit of the extension was because I didn't have a home study done. And I didn't understand what was going on in court because you're not allowed to speak and I couldn't ask questions. And when I walked out and realized that, I was devastated that I didn't know that going in. And so this time I thought I was all prepared and then it turns out they tell me that again. And, and then I was like, um, excuse me, even though I'm not allowed to talk. So long story short, I was calling people and telling them that the judge thought that. And they're like, that's impossible. And so long story short, I literally spent two hours on the phone getting someone to commit to putting it in the court report that, in fact, I am certified. So kind of craziness. But I think that means that at the next hearing... They will have filed and that I will have had a home study and I will, they will probably orphan her. Um, So assuming that nobody comes forward, which nine months later, they still have not. So that's the update. Also, she's eating Brussels sprouts. Yes, my daughter is eating Brussels sprouts. Um, I realized that she liked them. So I started roasting them and pureeing them and, um, And we were at an event this weekend and she was eating fruits and vegetables and people were like, what? So it is possible. Anyway, I don't want to take any more time from my amazing guest. So I'll elaborate more in the future on how I got her to start eating all these amazing things so early. Um, But right now, Natalie McNeil is an Emmy Award winning media entrepreneur, author of Conquer Your Year and The Conquer Kit, and the creator of SheTakesOnTheWorld.com. She Takes On The World was featured by Forbes on its top 100 websites for entrepreneurs and by Forbes Women in top 10 websites for entrepreneurial women. Welcome, Natalie. Hey, thank you so much for having me this morning. Oh my God, you have no idea how grateful I am that you are here. Um, I'm sure you know so many women are stuck. And to hear that not only have you taken on the world and helped so many people, I know 
uh, Natalie had said she has to jump off because she has a call with 600 people that she's inspiring <laughs> after this. Um, so I'm looking forward to her inspiring us in the, in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weeks where I have everything back to back to back because I decided to do something that felt so radical this summer and I took three weeks off. What? Without this. I went away without my laptop or anything. So this is my first week back. And so all of these <sighs> scheduling things, my whole calendar, I have not looked at it until I got to work <laughs> yesterday morning. And I looked at my week <sighs> and I thought, okay, I've got a lot of catching up to do. And it just so happens that things were scheduled back to back to back to back, which I, I don't usually do. But that three weeks off was divine and got me clarity in so many things that I was feeling stuck on and wow. obstacles that I had been coming up against. And the magic of it was that once I, I took that time, instead of continuing to tell myself, oh, when these five things are 100% complete, then I will take a break. When I took the time off, things just naturally sorted themselves out for me. And I came back to some pretty cool things that just happened on their own while I was away. It was it, divine, Devin. You know what? It's so funny that you say that because I had been wanting to take on a foster child forever. And I've always wanted to be a mom. And people are like, it'll just, you know, for so long, I was like, oh, there's this and there's this and there's this. And people were like, you know what? You just have to do it. And I feel the same way about that, which to be honest, is sort of the equivalent of a three week vacation in a weird twisted way, because it's, um, you know, like she takes so much time away from my work, but it's the same thing. It's totally inspired me. And I really think that I now know how to show parents how to like get their kids to eat vegetables in a way that nobody else was when a specialist was trying to get me to feed her rice puffs and sugar, basically. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you just step forward into what you feel you are called to do, even when it, even when it doesn't always make sense, and then to keep just taking the next step forward. And it's something I appreciate hearing about your journey with your daughter. It's like, it's one step at a time, and you don't really have a choice to do it any other way and you can't control the the outcomes and you have an idea of where you want to get to but it's just taking it's it's taking one step forward one step forward and that's how we I think that's how we get unstuck it's by doing just the next thing instead of trying to think about what's coming 20 steps down the road and getting overwhelmed or anxious around that which is so true in every aspect of life, including weight law. I mean, you just said what I always say to my clients, you know, regarding losing weight, but from a business standpoint, I completely agree. I would love for us to jump back because I know not everyone is familiar with you and talk about how, and I guess not even why I know why you started. And I think we can all guess, but how she takes on the world is such a huge, exciting, amazing platform. Um, what made you embrace that and feel like you could shine in the way that you do? Well, 
She Takes on the World has been a fascinating journey for me because it is actually our 10-year anniversary coming up of She Takes on the World. Congratulations. Which, thank you, is it's unreal to really think about that and to think about the last decade and, and be able to reflect on it. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to take this time off to feel into what is my highest and best use in the world moving forward. And 10 years ago, I started She Takes on the World as just a little blog and way of keeping people updated on my journey, starting my media and production business. It was a way for me to talk about what I was experiencing. I was also traveling a lot at the time. So I was traveling and building this business and I had things that I wanted to share and I was inspired by a few situations that I found myself in, in a very male dominated space that I had started my business in. And I just started writing about it and women started showing up and media outlets started asking me if I could write for, write for them as a columnist or if they could interview me. And then eventually I got a book deal through that blog for She Takes on the World, which was my first book that I did back in 2011. And at that time, I knew that there was, there was something bigger there. I knew that She Takes on the World at that point was going to be something bigger. And I started to juggle that as a, as a business and something I was going to put a lot of, of my energy and my heart into in addition to what I was doing on the production side. And then eventually she takes on the world, just took on a life of its own and was calling me to step into it fully. And I made that decision. uh, That was almost five years ago. And I just felt that there was, there was something bigger there and that if I gave it my attention, that would, that would unfold the way it was meant to, and it has, and it's taken me beautiful places, just writing and sharing my heart and doing these videos and running an incubator for entrepreneurial women, for women who have businesses, for women who want to start businesses. And it, it's been such a cool journey. And now I'm looking at how, how do I move forward? Where do we go from here? And I've done the things I've wanted to do over the last decade. I, I had a 10-year plan in mind and I wanted to move the businesses from Canada to the U.S., which I did a couple years ago. So I've, I've recently gone through immigration and here I am in California. And I feel like that process is, is almost complete and the next 10 years are going to look very different than the last. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot bigger and I'm ready to step into, into a much more powerful vision. I'm holding a, a more powerful vision. So that's the, that's a decade in a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Um, I mean, I love, I think that for people at home, the things that you hear from the guests in general is everybody does dream big. And part of my experience you know, being out with clients is sometimes I think people are even afraid to dream at this level, let alone tackle it. Is there something in your life that you think triggered you to be allowed to do that? Or 
is it something that you grew to learn to do? Hmm. I would say that as a kid, I had a wild imagination and I felt very tapped in and I, I did have, I did have big visions for my life. Even as a kid, I remember I would journal about, I would journal about things and uh, journal about contributions that I was going to make and things I was going to do places I was going to visit. And I, I did those things. So I feel like I've been holding this bigger vision for a long time. Although I will say that when I started my business and when people were telling me that it's not something I should do, because I started it when I was still a student and I had my career counselor and teachers and some people close to me in my all life. Those right? people. All those people. All those voices that were, that were in, my, in my orbit telling me, you know, you really need to go and work for another company before you start your own company. And this isn't, this isn't going to be an easy path. And why are you choosing to do this when you have job offers out of school? And I just, I felt like I had to pursue what was true for me. And at the same time, I think I, I stepped into a smaller vision at the time because I didn't want to fail. I was really afraid of failing. And sometimes I think we, we are afraid to voice our boldest dreams because when we do that, we get held accountable in ways by the people around us, by the people we share those visions with. And I think that can limit us sometimes. And so we're not dreaming big because we, we feel like if we don't do that, we are in some way a failure and weren't able to make it happen. And I think that's why I stepped into something much smaller as a vision when I was getting started. But before that, and, and as a kid, I, I, had, I had wild dreams. And it, it's so fascinating to me that we encourage kids to dream so big. And we tell kids, you can be anything. You can do anything you want to do. And then at some age at some point in our lives we we stop getting told that and people feel the need to give us a a slap in the face <laughs> and wake us up to quote unquote reality and why why do we do that why don't we just continue to to encourage each other to dream big and and hold these bigger visions and uh well, I think some of it is, you know, people get stuck, I'm sure, you know, in their own fear. And I know like years ago, I had mentioned to some friends that I was thinking of getting Jelly Bean, my daughter, and the people were like, oh, you're such a bleeding heart. And they would make these comments. And interestingly, fast forward 10 years later, and I got her as a knee jerk reaction to the fourth breakup that was over timing, like people had kids and whatever. And so now, like, as much as I'm going through all this craziness with the court and various things, 
Um, I still maintain when people make comments that I'm like, I'm almost 47 years old. <laughs> like this actually is a way easier, you know, like I try to keep that perspective. Like it's way easier than, you know, any other way I might have acquired a child at this time. Um, but so many people like want to share their fear about my friend had this and my friend did this and blah, blah, blah. And they just want to keep you in this safe little bubble. And I think somehow we have to like, I mean, I literally said to someone, I'm like, I've made the decision. I'm living in love. And I was wearing a bracelet that had her name on it that all, and another bracelet that said magic on it. Um, because I just believed and, and now I have a daughter who looks like me. It's the craziest thing in the whole world from Los Angeles County. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful reminder of just trusting. And I think that when we, when we want something too, there's a, there's a pain that we start to feel when we do not move forward into it. And when we ignore the whispers, they become roars. And if we have that, if we have that in, on our hearts, re- something that we really want to do or a vision that we're holding and we're not moving toward it and taking those steps, I do think it ends up causing a lot of pain and regret. And at some point, it's going to scream so loud at you that you won't be able to ignore it. And I, I try to listen to the whispers and honor those whispers and, and not resist them, even when they don't make sense or even when it feels like it's going to be a harder path. Um, because what we're resisting will keep on persisting. It's not going to go away. <laughs> and I believe that's why in every photo you look so cute and fun and inspired and I just want to like jump in the photo with you. <laughs> I, I, um, thank you. <laughs> I say I'm a pretty fun person to be around and I've also been in my brand. I've been a little, a little quieter the past year and I haven't shared as much as I have completed my immigration journey. And it was just, it was so much to have on my on my plate. And I was a little tired after that. And I also worked so, so hard for 10 years. I mean, I haven't taken this much time off or like taken time off where I've this much time without my laptop in a decade since I started. And yeah, this last year I've really tuned back into myself just in a, in a different way and have put myself first and have put joy as my priority over productivity and getting more done. And there have been just the most magical things that have happened in the last year because of that. And so I haven't even been sharing all that. So when you see all those pictures, (laughs) it's like like the, the evolution um, that I, I, have been through recently has been it's it's just been so heart opening and deeply profound and that's what I'm going to start sharing with the world very very soon starting with uh, (laughs) next year and that's been on on hold for a little bit while I got through this whole immigration process do we have a title for that yet 
We do. I've not announced it anywhere, but I will tell you the title. Um, it is called The Rituals, 44 Practices to Transform Your Life. Oh, I and can't that wait. will be a fall 2019 book. I will send you a very early copy of it. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. I'm really excited about that. Well, I think it's so interesting that, I mean, yes, I, I can't wait to get that. And it is funny that you mentioned rituals and also just everything that you've just said is, I think, I think we can agree that most entrepreneurs who are really charging the world and taking on the world in your case, um, I think go through the cycle that people need to know, which is you have the dream it's usually scary if something good is going to happen. Then you work your butt off for a period that may not even be healthy. <laughs> um, I did that. And then, you know, you do get to this point where you just feel that need for a break or a change or some other longing that can push you back to like the power that allowed you to start that again. And so I think it's really important for people at home to hear that while it's critical to dream, it's also critical to work hard at least, you know, for a while and to have the strength to, you know, hear those people tell you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you might not want to, you better blah, 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 and do what it is in your heart. Yes. What, and I think... The way that I look at it is we, I mean, we're always growing and we have to be growing mm -hmm. and that's part of, that's part of this experience. Um, when you hold these visions and you, you see what is a, what is a ceiling for you, you will you will rise into that and then that ceiling becomes your floor is a, I love that. I love that quote that, that your ceiling is another person's floor. And I think it's like that for us personally too. And once we, once we get to that next level, there's always going to be a next level. We, we are never in a place of like arriving and, I've arrived here and there's nothing, there's nothing left. And I think sometimes we get so focused on arriving in a particular place and then we get there and there's this feeling of dissatisfaction because there's still so much more right. ahead. And I, I've just got rid of this thinking. I, I don't think anymore in terms of these destinations. And it, it was something I only recently let go of and doing this trip for a few weeks and disconnecting was a big part of that because I, I had been saying for so long, once this immigration process is like totally done, there's nothing left of it. Then I'm going to go on, then I'm going to go on this trip. And once I have these two big projects done, then I'm going to take that time off. And I just wasn't, I wasn't doing that. And so I've, I've just let go of, I've let go of these destinations and I just, I love the ride so much too. And there's some uncertainty in that. And I think learning to be comfortable with a little bit of uncertainty uh, is a way for you to just have a lot less anxiety in your life and a lot less 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Like the suffering is in having these attachments and trying to control these outcomes that, you know, ultimately you don't have control over. It's the illusion of control. <laughs> but once we can, once we can detach ourselves from those, be unattached rather is a better word than detach. Um, once we can be unattached to those, like that's when the, the anxiety, that's when the suffering, that's when the, the fear starts to dissipate. Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask if you don't mind sharing. So you started your blog and then do you mind telling us what was the first thing that you got paid for, for she takes on the world? I mean, like what, you know, like, do you get the question? Basically you were writing a blog and then X came along and that was able to monetize. What was that thing? Yes. So there were few things when I look back 10 years, the very first thing I got paid for was advertising on the website. And at the time, advertising worked very differently than it does now. And rates were a lot higher. So back then, even though I had a much smaller audience than I have now, I got paid more for sponsorships and ads. Um, That's the first thing that I made money on through She Takes On The World. I was also teaching businesses about blogging. So there were, just because I was asked to, companies would be like, hey, we noticed that you, you have this website and can you come in and do a workshop for us? So I started, and then I ended up launching that as a, as a small online course. So I had a few online courses that people could buy through the website, through she takes on the world.com back back then. So between those and advertising, I made a little bit of money, but it wasn't like full-time income, but it was a really nice side income to have on the side of the other things that I was, I was doing the projects I was producing and, and what I was earning in my media and production company. Okay. And then when I actually decided this is going to be a full-time business for me and I'm going to build out this global network. Then we started adding these additional revenue streams and that's when I got the the book deal. So there was the book and speaking engagements and a few more courses that I did. And then I, that's when I also started the incubator for women entrepreneurs and have, I've continued to do that for the last uh, seven years as well. That's the Conquer Club incubator um, that runs year round. And we have just hundreds of incredible women that we are so honored to get to work with there. So that was the arc of She Takes on the World going from a blog that was making, you know, a thousand dollars here and there to this media company in and of itself that is a seven-figure business now. 
Wow. Um, do you mind sharing? I know we entrepreneurs um, know what incubators are and we're very familiar with that term because it's thrown around all the time. Or I don't even mean thrown around like in it a... Is, like it is it's, now. When I started <laughs> an incubator, when we, when we started this. Um, but I was going to say that I think a lot of people listening might not even have heard that term yet. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what happens in your particular incubator? Of course. Um, so in an incubator, it is a, I look at it as a cocoon that you get to step inside of to create something that you have been wanting to create, um, to build the business you've been wanting to build or to grow the company that you have already been building. So you're in this cocoon getting so much nourishment from mentors through classes, through live coaching, um, and through a lot of office hours calls with me and with my team. So it's access to the people who have helped me get to where I've been able to get to. And it's taking all of my experience and knowledge from the last 10 years and applying that to businesses that are just getting started or that are working on scaling. Um, we, so what that looks like is being part of a group of fellow entrepreneurs that are also working toward big things and then having the mentoring that you need to make those things happen. So we have about 200 different classes that you have access to. So whatever's coming up for you in your business, there's probably a class for that already. You know, if you're building out a website for the first time, or you want to build a brand, or you're making your first hire, or you're needing to create some systems and automation in your business to free up more of your time, there are classes for all of those things. So we like to be a cocoon where you are, are fully um, nourished and supported in reaching whatever goal you want to you want to focus on. And we ask people to pick something specific that they are going to work on and be held accountable. And we all need we all need that kind of support. I mean, I had that when I was starting. I surrounded myself with mentors and we we need to work with people who have been where we want to go. It saves us so much time. It saves us that struggle of having to figure it out on our own. You know, we don't, we don't have to figure it out on our own. And the beautiful thing about having the internet is that we get to connect with people so much easier than we could before. And we get to be part of communities that we maybe otherwise wouldn't have had access to. You know, I work with clients who live in these small cities that don't have business support available to them and they get to be part of, of something that will support their dreams and be able to do that from the comfort of their home with just a laptop. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. Um, and by pretty cool, you mean extremely cool. Career <laughs> wouldn't have even been possible just 20 years ago. I mean, when I was growing up, I, I had a feeling that what I was going to end up doing just didn't really exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> and we tell kids, going back to the, the dreaming piece, like 
what about being this? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? There are so many things that your, that your children are going to have the opportunity to be that we just don't even, we don't even know about yet. Doesn't even exist yet. And that can, that can put limitations on, on us and put limitations on us from a very young age. Anyway, I'm very passionate about no, I, I love it. I mean, I would love if you don't mind sharing a couple of the types of businesses that have been in your incubator. Like what, just because I'm really trying to get people to, you know, see that these things are possible no matter what their dream is, that they can jump in and, um, and, you know, jump onto your website, which we should say, I mean, I think everybody's figured out she takes on the world.com is the website. Um, yeah, I mean, we put together a list of all the businesses that were that were in our incubator and have been through our incubator, and it is mind blowing. I mean, everything from a a hotel to a jewelry company to meal service to travel agents to online businesses to consultants to organic an organic skincare company. Like there are just so many, so many different businesses and business types. And we all can learn so much from each other as well. And I think when one of the things to keep in mind, no matter what it is you want to take on, no matter what goal you want to take on is don't just seek people who have, who have done that specific thing, but get different perspectives Get perspectives from people in other industries because I find that sometimes I get more inspiration from a, a company in a completely different industry than I do in my own industry. And I get so much inspiration from artists and from, from stores that I just, I go downtown here or I go to I go to Venice to some of the smaller shops and even though that's a completely different business that inspires me so much when I'm doing my own branding. So we can we can get inspiration from everywhere and from so many different people if we just open ourselves up to that. And people too. I think sometimes we we stay in a we keep ourselves in a bubble. And I love going out and meeting people from just all over the place. Like I love having circles of people that I will go and, and be part of. Venice Drum Circle is one of the things that I love doing here. It's this Sunday afternoon Venice Beach Drum Circle that has been going on for a very, very long time. It gets a bad rap sometimes, which I think <gasps> is absolutely ridiculous. And people say that it's just for, for drugs and that there are terrible things that happen there. And there, there have been a couple incidents. However, I just love being there with <laughs> last week, I was dancing with a man who has been living on the streets for 10 years. And I was, I was also with this um, lawyer who had recently moved to LA and just wanted to check this out because he feels like he's in a very sterile environment during the week. Like there's so many different people that I get to connect with there. And I think it's so important that we diversify our, our networks, um, including our mentors, our friends, our colleagues. And that's, it's been beautiful for me. 
I love it. I used to live up on the west side, and I would go to that every once in a while, um, many moons ago. But I've been ten years in in Manhattan Beach, and there is a, a smaller version of that in Hermosa at times, but it's nothing like the one in Venice. Oh, well, I'm putting on my gold sequins bodysuit and yeah. <laughs> oh wow, dancing in in drum circle. It's such a an amazing way to start my week. It just fills me up. It's one of the first things I did when I got back from my trip, like started this week with, with drum circle and setting my intentions and, and just dancing those into my body. It's one of my favorite things to do. How often do you set intentions? Every single day before I even open my eyes. The first thing I do in the morning as I'm starting to have the awareness that I am waking up before I open my eyes, I do gratitude and intentions. I just like go on a rampage. So it's like, I am so grateful for this, this bed and this, this amazing sleep that I had. And I feel so rested and I'm so ready to take on this day. And I love that I have just energy life force flowing through me and I'm so grateful for the air in my lungs this morning and I am I am so ready to go out in this day into this day and be of service and I totally surrender and you know use me today use me today my intention is to show up and just be of highest service to every person I come in contact with and may I come into contact with people who I don't even know yet, but that with you speaking through me, there will be something that inspires that person. May I inspire somebody today? And I just go through that. Like I just get on a roll and I'm just like in it. And it is the best way to start the day. And it's usually before my alarm goes off because I, I, my body will naturally wake up a few minutes before my alarm goes off. And I... I start my day that way before I go on a phone, before I check anything, before I let myself get caught up in, in all the things that I need to do or, um, yeah, just being the, it helps me be the, the calm center mm-hmm. of the hurricane. And it doesn't matter what's going on around me. I get to choose to, to, to start my day that way. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's everything. Yeah, it's funny. So I have a vision that I write every January that I, until my little angel arrived, um, it was everything that I wanted in my life, um, exactly the way it looked, like my closet inspired me, you know, just everything. And um, I would read that every morning. And since her arrival, um, (laughs) like most moms, I don't have that in the morning anymore because I wake up to her though. I am extremely blessed because she doesn't wake up crying like very, 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 she'll wake up from naps wailing sometimes, but almost never does she wake up crying. She wakes up instead with this rah, rah. And every once in a while she'll knock on the side of her crib. (laughs) And so, and then I go downstairs and I have this on video and I'm so grateful that I do Um, but I'll be like, where's my angel? And she'll literally pop up and I get the biggest, brightest smile to start my day. And then I take her and I put her in my bed because I'm usually not as energized as I used to be to start my day. 
and I make her laugh as I continue to wake up. And um, to me, like starting the day, I guess it's almost in service of her laughter. Um, that just so <laughs> it just it fills me up so much now that I know a lot of my. I, I wanted to throw that in there because I know there's probably a lot of people going. There's no way I could start my day like that, and I'm not sure your situation, whether you're single or married or anything, but. Um, but I will say no matter what the circumstance is, like I believe that, and that's why I said I'm so excited for your book on rituals. Um, I believe that something ritualistic that lights you up in the morning is so important. Yes. And it's, for me, it's about connection to yourself and the people that you love and starting your day from a place of filling your cup instead of turning to your phone right away or checking the news or doing something that's going to take you out of what really, really matters and take you out of that like loving, nourishing space. I think that's the the best way to start your day, no matter what it is for you that's going to, that's going to fill your cup and allow you to then go out and serve from that, from that overflow. Yes. No, I, um, it's, it's funny. Cause again, a lot of these, I mean, part of what I love about doing the show is hearing from so many amazing entrepreneurs that these things are really important. And I, I think that people are not, I mean, I wish, I think there's more classes now in schools, um, on entrepreneurship and on success in a way, but you know, at least when I was in school, none of this important, amazing stuff, including teaching people to fail, um, was ever part of it. Yeah. And failure is feedback is an expression that I love. Um, yeah, failure is feedback. And we, I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs, like I'm, I'm not getting the results right now. Like I'm not, I'm not getting results. And it's like, you are getting results. You're always getting results. They're not always the results you were hoping to get, but that feedback is so valuable. And when we take those risks, we are also, we are also stepping into such courage when we do that, when we choose to take those leaps. And even when they don't work out, there is so much learning in that. And I've had projects that have that you could maybe label as a failure. Um, I don't see it that way because of what it gave me, and because I can look back and see what an important part of the journey that was. And every time I step into something new, even when it's a little, even when it's a little scary. I just, I honor myself for having the courage to do it in the first place because there are so many people who never take those leaps and pursue the things that they feel called to pursue. And so for all of you out there pursuing anything, um, taking on any project, any goal, like I just acknowledge you for having the courage to step into that we need we need more of that, and we need we need more women. Um, we need more women stepping into that <laughs> and rising 
rising up and and I am just so inspired by what I've been seeing women do in so many different spaces and in so many industries and so I just acknowledge each and every one of each and every one of you and I hope you'll I hope you'll take bigger leaps well and that is leads me perfectly into for those who have not, which I'm guessing everybody has anyway, gone to she takes the world she takes on the world.com, um, Natalie's website, right front and center is a gorgeous picture of her that says, Discover the five bad habits that may be holding you back and how to conquer them for good. Um, so you can get a free checklist there. So I encourage everyone to do that because it's funny when Natalie was just talking about failures, I mean I had a restaurant partnership that I was consulting for a restaurant. Long story short, they filed bankruptcy. I had put a ton in. They were supposed to launch my dessert line, all sorts of things. And honestly, I now call that my master's degree in food service. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> the truth, it, it really, I mean, like, that's how, that's how I message that to myself. It's like, I lost literally $180,000 that I was, you know, supposed to get. My dessert line was supposed to be launched. Like, all these things. Um, and like the lesson that I learned was I did not have the right attorney for that. Um, I, you know, sort of was like, oh, I don't have enough money at the time. I wasn't, you know, I, I was just like, it would be too expensive to get like a super specialized attorney. I'll just have, you know, an attorney do the contract. And it turned out the attorney didn't know all the nuances to protect me in a bankruptcy. And, you know, so I basically lost all this money. Um, that said, you know, I, I did learn so much about the restaurant world that I was able to go on and get another partnership was bigger. And then everybody knows that I had the restaurants and Royal Caribbean cruise line. And without those other experiences, I wouldn't have gotten there. So I could sit around and be like, Oh, I lost $180,000. Or I could be like, now when I've gotten in partnerships, I always get a good lawyer. Like I don't care what it costs. And, and a couple times that has come in handy. So I really, I mean, I love what you said. And I think that participation trophies, like they scare me a little. I think we should be giving out failure trophies, if anything, for people who like really go after it, not just kind of, kind of sort of do stuff. I 100% agree. <laughs> I'm such a stand for people no longer kind of, sort of doing things. Yeah. If any of you listening feel like there's something that you're kind of, sort of doing, you know, sit, sit with that. And maybe it's something you either should not be doing because there's something, there's something more amazing and more in alignment for you to step into. Or if you know that that is the thing, don't kind of, sort of do it. Like go all in. You know, go all in. And that's where that's where the big things happen. That's where where doors open and opportunities come to you. Like that that's where the big growth lies. And I think Devin, you, your incredible career, um, oh. everything that you are doing, it, it's such a great example of what happens when you go all in on your gifts and what you know you're here to share with the world. Like you are, you are the epitome of taking on the world. Oh, you are the sweetest. Oh my God. Um, well, I know that you have to go inspire 600 women. <laughs> so one more time, I want to tell everyone, make sure you check out she 
takes on the world. I don't know why I keep stumbling. She takes on the world.com. I think that's a thing. On there you me. Go. <laughs> like maybe I'm not doing that strongly enough. I'm going to say it again. She takes on the world.com. Um, <laughs> I'm like, seriously, what is going on? It's, I think it's the universe trying to tell me that maybe I'm not living as big as I could today. Um, and I want to thank you so much, Natalie. Um, I'm going to stay on for a couple more minutes with people. So don't jump off yet, but I did want to ask, is there anything you want to say in parting? Ooh, I, I think the, the biggest things for me have been just the trust and the surrender and the more I, the more I am surrendered and the more I am unattached to very specific outcomes, the more incredible things turn out to be and things that I would not have been able to, to necessarily orchestrate on my own and pull together. It, it just all, it comes together. Like divine, I've learned to trust divine timing so much and, and to trust the process really yeah. trust the process and remember that your your ceiling now is one day going to be your floor and when you find that that is your floor you know make sure you're you're putting a ladder down to to help others up as well and to to just come into a place of of being being content and being joyful on, on the journey. And I know that we hear this so much, like it's not about the destination, it's about the journey and learning to, to define what that is for you and, and how you lean into, um, how you lean into uncertainty has been one of the greatest lessons for, for me. And then just taking, taking big leaps. Don't be afraid to take the big leaps. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to fail. Like there will be people there to catch in. One of the things I love doing is just playing out what the worst case scenario actually is. And for all of you listening, for, for most of us, our worst case scenarios are not, are not that bad, are not devastating. And, you know, may even, may even give us, uh, <laughs> master's degree, like what you said, <laughs> and yeah. and catapult us into something even even greater. So just trust that, and uh, I can't wait to to hear from you. You know, tag me on Instagram uh, at Natalie McNeil, or tag me on Facebook if you live if you listen to this today, and there's something that has inspired you or you want to share your story, I would love to hear it. And Devin, thank you so, so much for having me on today. You are such an amazing woman and so inspiring. So thank you. I acknowledge you for just all the work that you've done and for having the courage to step into really big things and a bold way of living your life. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I can't tell you how much I've appreciated it. And, uh, and I'm sorry for the scheduling snag, and but no, I'm so excited. We were my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited that we made this happen, and I look forward to connecting with you in other ways in the future. Thanks, Devin. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Okay, bye. Um, and for everyone still listening, I just wanted to say that I think it's really easy um, to get stuck in things and to feel. 
I guess, frustrated. And so the thing that I wanted to share was that when I was trying to lose weight, like many moons ago, I remember feeling like it was this whole big, scary, like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm being bullied. I'm, you know, I love food too much. And I finally found what is now my brand, which made it fun And to be honest, the thing that I've struggled with for years now is social media. Like I am not a person. So for so many years in my career, like I was blessed to go beyond TV and to know that I was making a difference and to receive kind feedback for the most part, you know, every once in a while, someone had something dumb to say, um, Or I would go and speak and I would actually get to see people do what I call the flip. Like one of the most humbling experiences in my entire career was Biggest Loser sent me to a health fair and people were promised if they showed up to get a copy of the Biggest Loser cookbook for free. And once they got there and wanted the book, they learned that in order to get the book for free, they had to, quote, sit through my cooking demo, which was like, wait, they don't want to watch me? Um, And I, I mean, I knew it wasn't about me, and I didn't want it to be about me. What I love about teaching is knowing that I can go into somebody's kitchen and show them what their favorite foods in a way that they can eat them. And it it has changed lives literally Um, because I think the way I struggled, like it changed my life when I made my grandmother's lasagna better. It truly did. Like that was a whoa moment. And so I was super bummed. And then at the end of the demo, after people quote sat through my demo They literally needed a security guard to get me out of there because it was such a huge audience and people were coming up to me saying, oh my God, I'm so glad they made us stay here. Like when you just read this stuff in a book, it looks like you use low fat this and low fat that, but hearing the way you put things together and how important this technique is and that technique. And by technique, I'm talking about, you know, not putting too much chicken in a pan so that it gets that nice caramelization without a ton of oil. And so, as I said, I've been looking around social media for that thing that is, you know, what could make this fun for me because I don't find it fun. I find it like I want my personal life not to be personal. It's not that I don't want to share it, but I don't want to 24-7 be the girl who isn't present with her friends because I'm so busy recording my life instead of living my life. Um... And I think I finally found a way to do that. And ironically, I think Jellybean's going to be able to help me with it. I know that sounds crazy, but um, it kind of came about. First of all, I think I can help people learn to love fruits and vegetables, which has been an amazing thing. The reason I'm telling you this is because I was terrified to get jelly bean I mean to start the process to hear of all the things that could go wrong to hear people tell me but I truly think that was the best decision of my entire life anybody who knows me will tell you that I'm happier now it's been more of a joy than a New York Times bestseller or being on Larry King's private jet or any of the things that I've been so blessed to do there's just something about her little laugh in the morning that I was talking about that melts my heart like 
nothing in the world. So I just want to encourage everybody, as Natalie said, if there is something in your heart, even if you don't drop everything you're doing to do that one thing, but just fit it in. Um, that is my message to you. Please fit it in because not only will it make you happier, it will actually in turn help with your weight loss. The more passionate and fired up I am about my life, the less I overeat as a person who is wired to overeat. So I want to thank you all for being here today. You're amazing. And I will, um, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to have it all. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern time. 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.